Welcome to 365 Christian Men, where every day we aim to inspire and encourage with real-life stories about men. December 30th, John Smith. John Smith had trained to be a baker and then applied to be a missionary, and he was accepted and soon ordained. On this date, in 1816, Smith sailed to Guyana, a tropical country bordered by Venezuela on the west, a country that drove its economy on the backs of human slaves. In the next four years, John Smith baptized 390 slaves, and his tiny congregation grew to 800 people. Smith was only 34 years old when he died, but his death became a powerful catalyst in the abolition of slavery in England. When you are committed to a cause, that cause might cost you. When John Smith first landed in Guyana, the governor demanded to know his intentions. Smith said he wanted to clearly preach the gospel to the slaves, to teach them the Christian catechism, and to teach them to read it for themselves. But the governor said, if ever I find out that you have taught a slave to read, I will send you out of the colony immediately. But Smith went ahead and he taught the people to read. He taught them the gospel. Many of the slaves risked severe punishment to sneak away and hear Smith preach, and his church got bigger and bigger. That kind of success made many of the slave owners nervous. They were against any kind of instruction for the slaves, anything that would be an investment in their lives and make them think they had power. The slave owners thought it was dangerous to make slaves their Christian brothers. The slaves would see themselves as equal to the slave owners. They would resist their harsh working conditions or worse, seek freedom. That would cut into the slave owners' prosperity. They wouldn't stand for that. When the slaves did rebel, the slave owners tried to cover up the true reason for their rebellion, which was that they had treated the slaves cruelly. The slave owners blamed John Smith for provoking the revolt, and they took legal action against him. During John Smith's trial, 49 witnesses stood up and testified against him. Since he had refused to fight against the slaves, the prosecutor was eager to show that Smith opposed slavery and was guilty of inciting the rebellion. John Smith confessed to the accusation. He was definitely against slavery. He said that if it was a crime to hate slavery, then some of the best men in the world were guilty. He said that since the British government had passed a proposition that slavery is repugnant to Christianity, he, as a minister of the Christian gospel, shouldn't have to justify his own belief that slavery was wrong. Although the witnesses contradicted one another in their testimony, John Smith was found guilty of conspiracy and rebellion and condemned to be hanged. The sentence was then submitted to the King of England for his approval. John Smith was placed in the common jail where his cell floor sat above the town's sewerage and gaping holes in the floorboards allowed stagnant water vapors to rise to the continual detriment of his health. While he awaited the king's decision, John Smith wrote a letter to the London Missionary Society. 
he described his trial and the real causes for the uprising. Smith wrote, I am satisfied that I am in the Lord's hand, and there I wish to stay. I am at peace in my mind and heart, although I do not know what judgment awaits me. Sometimes I think my decaying frame will not hold together long enough for the king's decision to affect me. Indeed, I often feel anxious for the period to arrive when I shall inhabit a house that is not made with men's hands. Like the Apostle Paul wrote, For we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built with human hands. 2 Corinthians 5.1 So please pray for me. Back in England, the charges against Smith were dismissed, but his severe suffering had already come to an end by the time the news arrived. John Smith took up residence in his new home, the one not made with human hands. What about the calling God has placed on your life? Are you faced with opposition? When you are committed to a cause, that cause might cost you. As Ephesians 6.10 tells us, Nevertheless, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Thank you for listening to today's story. Every day of the year, our hope is to inspire you with real-life stories of faithful men who have gone before us. Hebrews 12.1 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Join us tomorrow for another story at 365christianmen.com.